There we go. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. live. We're live, guys. <laughs> I was so scared because I wasn't hearing anything. We're just yeah, we me without Tom. Them. It's just it's not even let me talk. You know, it's, it's just talk. But yeah. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. No, I was I was saying like I was honestly so jealous like seeing like going on Instagram and seeing like everyone. Oh my god, we're in Paris. We're in like Cyprus. We're in wherever. I'm like I'm just stuck in rainy Glasgow. Kind of sucked. I won't lie. Yeah. Did you go anywhere? No, I was here too. Oh my god. I was yeah. No fun stories. We, we did hang out. <laughs> no? We had fun. I feel like the week went really quick for me as well. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like, I just kind of slept the whole time. I have a really comfortable bed back at home. And like my bed is like terrible in St. Andrews. So I made the most of it. And just slept the whole time. Stopper. I really should. You're I have right. a mattress topper. It's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. No more shit talking. We're going to get right into it. Okay. So you guys are both uh, members of Women in STEM. What and did you were the you're the founder, right, Lottie? Yes, well I'm the founder as in it was kinda my initial idea, but then I got Sophia in very early and she right. was like essentially helped with the whole process. Mm-hmm. So So like if you can explain a bit of the process because I've like no idea how you guys would just go about making a society, you know? Uh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah. I just kinda knew that I wanted to do it, so um, I started kind of emailing people at right. and saying, hey, I want to do this. What are the next steps? What do I have to do? Um, and then, yeah, I essentially realized that it was up to me. And the only thing that I needed to do at some point was affiliating, which we still have not done. What's that? Oh, it's kind of the process of being affiliated with the, uh, with the university. So then you get like... What, so you guys aren't like affiliated with the uni yet? We're just waiting on it. I think they just... Oh, if you like put in like an application or something. Then yeah. yeah. They mm-hmm. have a, a bit of a process that takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of annoying. Well, yeah. That's kind of the, the main headache is just kind of getting all that paperwork done and everything. It's paperwork. Oh, my God. To open a bank account. You have to open a bank account. Well. Wow. I had no idea. I do find it kind of crazy that, there's, that like, there hasn't been like a woman in STEM society before this like yeah I'm guessing you must have like looked around and been like why isn't there one do you know what I mean yeah. I remember when I was like looking at St Andrews before even like I don't think I was even accepted yet I was just looking at all the like different societies and stuff and thinking about what I could do if I was here and I was just looking for a woman in STEM society and there wasn't one so I like even coming here I kind of already had that in the back of my mind Wow. To do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, as a fresher, you don't really feel equipped to do it. So I felt like. I kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. There is um, women in computer science, which, like, shout out to women in computer science, but it doesn't, it's not encompassing of, like, all mm-hmm. STEM degrees. So. And mm-hmm. um, so, what kind of, like, kind of events and activities have you guys thought about, like, doing or do? Um, well, we have some fun, like, social events. Um, we're doing a pub quiz tournament this semester. Um, and then we also have had like a picnic social and we're doing a social called vodka event, but then more on the serious side or the academic side, we're doing panels. So on March 10th, we're doing a PhD panel for PhD. Oh, wow. Yeah. Current women PhD students to share their experience. In, in St. A, Andrews. Yeah. In a Q and A for the undergrads. So it'll just be a bit of like a community bridging event. Oh, um, wow. And Did you guys set that up then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Amazing, but yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just kind of mm-hmm. figured out that we wanted to do that. That that was would be a good way of kind of getting, pe- getting people into 
like the postgrad aspect of STEM, which uh, in St Andrews there is a lot of like women in undergrad STEM fields. Like you'll look around in the bio lecture, there's going to be a lot of women. But as soon as you get to that kind of part where it's like oh postgrad and actual like making a career out of it, it gets less and less women, and that's kind of where we want to bridge the gap with that event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that is then? Do you think there's like a main reason why? there seems to be like less and less women as you go further into the degree. I think there's plenty of reasons. I think a lot of them have to do with the society that we live in and just that it's more expected of women to one, like, oh, you'll have kids and then you're less likely to pursue a career in science because it's very, like, it's a very intense career and there's a lot of, like, it's very unstable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I think also with just the upbringing, you never really get told oh you could be a scientist like it's not really something that's on your mind so i think that for a lot of women it's not it's not a career path mm. they have in mind do you think you guys personally have felt felt sort of like discouraged from pursuing like stem at any point i wouldn't say discouraged as much as it wasn't pushed as an option for me mm-hmm. i i wouldn't know how else to say that it's not as in i wanted to do a uh, like a stem degree or have a dream to do a career in stem and people were like oh you shouldn't do it it was more so like, growing up, it was never in the discussion that, like, getting into, like, any sciences, um, like, I do geoscience, like, I, it really hasn't been, like, um, it was never, I want to say it wasn't encouraged or, like, really talked about as much as, like, more conventional um, degree pathways might have been. And I also think, like, a lot of our parents wouldn't have had, like, our, our mothers supposedly wouldn't have had as many opportunities to get into STEM, so it just becomes a bit generational, where, like, the first female professor of physics at the University of St. Andrews is not old and still works here. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still teaching. She's, like, and she's the first ever in all of St. Wow. Andrews history. So I think, and she's younger than my mom. So, like... Yeah, my mom my always used to say, like, you know, you're saying, like, some of the things that, like, the she was told that she could either work uh, in a bank or be a secretary and that was her two options after school and she's she's always telling me Callum like I'm so jealous of like you know like the way things are moved like are progressing to now where like you know like maybe if I'd been pushed or if I'd seen the sort of options uh that you like I've had if I had the sort of options that you guys had I might have been more encouraged to take uh you know a career in in STEM or you know something else but yeah I think uh Maybe we can. Do you guys think that uh, it's it's sort of come on, sort of like leaps and bounds, especially like with the sort of accessibility and like maybe encouragement as well? Um, and do you think it will continue to to sort of grow? I do think that we've we've come quite a way in that it, like there is definitely a progress being made, um, and that more women and people just get more into science, and that it, there's like a shift from the traditional roles into a more equal society, but there's still so, so, so much to be done. What's the end goal? What's what's to be done? The end, well, I think that's two different questions. But that's true. The end goal would just be a freedom of choice in any kind of matter, and that the fact like that your gender wouldn't be kind of a predictor for where you end up in life and what career path you take. Um, and we're not saying like, oh, all women need to go into science. Like, no, 
we're just saying we want to make sure that all young girls even think about science mm. as an option and feel like that's a path they can take and that they might want to take or if not then that's fine as well mm-hmm. do you think in terms of like uh, like a statistic so obviously right now I think it's something like 70 odd percent it's usually around like three quarters of STEM is like male dominated do you think it would it would be like the end goal is 50 50 yeah pretty much I mean it's never going to be perfect 50 50 mm-hmm. yeah essentially I think it's just it doesn't have to be a like a, a fi- it, like obviously having a good balance is a goal but it's mainly just having uh, pathways with no roadblocks for women to do what women want to do and I think that's going to equate to at one point this might be decades or hundreds of years from now I have no idea but I think that's going to end up like just naturally being Mm 50-50 but I don't think putting like a specific statistic or number on it is going to help it's just about removing gender roles from professions Uh I think and then people having the the ability to choose based on what their genuine interest is and not what they've been um, conditioned to think that they like. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, like, like I said again, I think it's, like, pretty crazy that it, <coughs> the woman in STEM society is, like, only just, like, a thing, you know? Do you Where do you guys see the society being, like, after you guys leave? Because obviously you guys are the ones that started it. Where do you see it, like, progressing and maybe, like... F- Three years' time, four years' time. I have big plans. (laughs) Let's hear them, let's hear them. The legacy. I mean, like, this will be quite a while in the future, but the vision, and this might be unrealistic, I have no idea, but the vision for me would also be that um, we don't only operate within the university, but maybe that we have outreach programs where we go to local high schools and we go in and we talk to the the young girls then talk about what we do as students and talk about our fields and why we love what we do and just kind of set an example give them an example of what it would be like to study a science that's like that's like one of the things that I think would be very very fun and exciting to do um but that would take a lot of planning yeah I think one of our conversations at the very beginning as a very distant dream would be like a woman in STEM scholarship that we yeah. could fundraise for, which wow. I don't know how po- possible that would be, but just just doing something to genuinely help yeah. women enter STEM careers. Mm-hmm. and um, Yeah. So you were talking about like going into like local high schools and stuff like that. Do you, that's sort of like, do you think that's like sort of like re- representation, I'm guessing that's kind of yeah. what you'd want to push. And I feel like uh, I mean, you'll know no more than me, but how important do you think representation is? I think incredibly important. I think that goes for anything, really. Just seeing someone that you can relate to doing something that you want to do is just has such a tremendous effect on how you kind of also perceive yourself. And, like, because then you can kind of picture yourself better actually doing it, which is, I think, the first step to then pursuing that goal. Yeah, I think, like, seeing is believing, and, like, I just think, like, if, like, younger girls can see their future, then they can maybe get Oh, no, if you just yeah. destroyed your jumper. I, yeah, I think it's fine. I just noticed I wanted to let you know before it got worse. <laughs> it's so great, though. In, in the midst of our, our passionate discussion, 
<laughs> Lottie has ruined her jumper. It's okay. Well done. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I know it looks nice as well. Yeah, it's kind of festive. I get like so many like paint and pen stains yeah. on like all my clothes, and I was out. I was out at dinner with because uh, my mum and dad came up, and like they dropped me off. We went out for dinner, and I had trousers on. Oh, wait, where did you go? We went Moza. I want to kind of gossip about Mars or Loki, but well, I'll try and keep it short. They took like an hour for our pizzas. It was no, so mad. Mars can be so slow. I don't know. I was, I was really mad. It was worth it, yeah, I'll be honest. But yeah, I had like stains all over my jumper and over my jeans. And my mum literally told me, like as we were walking, and she was like, Calm, you are a mess. I was like, well, I can go back and change. She's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just have to go into the restaurant with you looking like that. And I was like, okay, fair enough. But yeah, I'm sorry, mum. I love you. Anyway, okay, representation. Is there any main, like, figures or, like, women in STEM or just, like, women in general that you guys kind of look up to and admire and that have helped you kind of carve your own uh, sort of path in STEM? Um, I think that the entire, like, earth science department here is very admirable, um, especially, of course, our, like, the staff members that are women. Um, like, I just think... But outside of outside of like our immediate realm, I think there's a lot of really great female scientists. Like historically and currently, like one of my favorite, um, more historic female scientists is uh, Rachel Carson, who wrote Silent Spring, which started like modern environmental movement. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Lottie, if you have. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's so many women who do amazing research all the time, constantly. Um, but someone who kind of stands out to me is Brenda Milner, who's um, she was a neuroscientist. She's still alive. She's 104. I just looked her up. Um, and she did amazing research in the like, 1950s, 60s on just memory and really kind of established that field of memory research. Mm-hmm. Um, some more sciencey people of you might know um, patient HM, who was really integral to kind of establishing that field. Um, so that's someone I kind of look up to. But I wouldn't say that I have, like, a role model where I would say I want to be like them. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, like, kind of the combined force of seeing women achieve these things. Yeah. I think it's just the visi- like again, the visibility and representation um, that really, like, I think it, it, it's, it's a more, like, like, positive learning environment to be able to learn from people who you can feel that you more closely relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, we're going to try and go for a song break. If I can master the thing in front of me. But we will we will certainly try. Okay. Um, this is Stevie Wonder, Superstition. And we will see you guys after a short break. And we are back. Okay. <laughs> Still the sound's not coming in the headphones, which is really annoying. I have it in mine. Do you have it in yours? Yeah, it's really loud. I, I okay, so are my headphones just... Hold on. I can hear you now. Lottie. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Is mine not turned all the way up? What about now? Yeah, we can hear you. Like, can hear you. Yeah. Well, it's you. just you that can't hear it. I don't matter. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was... What was that? Superstition by Stevie Wonder. I mean, not very on 
not very on theme, but I get we we were like really panicking. We couldn't really think of like a woman in STEM song. We had we had a decent one from for Marxism last week, which was quite cool. And we had uh, we had for uh, the the Scottish independence. Uh, we had I want to break free, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Yeah, please let us know. I feel like it would be really catchy too. <laughs> you guys will get you guys will get tons of people as well wanting to do that. I feel that'd be quite cool. Advertisement: Women in STEM sock jingle. We also still need a logo. Logo. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Come on, I'll do I'll do the logo. I will still do the logo. What would you guys want on the logo? Have you guys been thinking about well, this? we were thinking we really like some merch. Yeah, we really do want to do wow. merch. Wow. Yeah. I mean, think, like, you this would get... a vision, yeah. I want, like, a crew neck with, like, VP on the You back. guys have really <laughs> thought about this. Hold on. No, me and Lottie have so many dreams. We're ambitious. Like... All the conversations are just women and stuff. Like t-shirts? Like women and stuff t-shirts? Yeah. Also, like, maybe a mug. Like, we would think that like, you could have, like, if we had, like, a press or something on for a panel, just get them, like, a little mug as a thank you. Like, and they could, like, drink out of be like, a... Mm. Or something people can sew into their lab coat. Like on the inside so it doesn't like ruin the integrity. Oh. That was a shout. You get those like you get like women's stem like phone wallets. Phone wallets. Stickers. Stickers. No, we we have so many dreams. (laughs) We're building a business right now. (laughs) I mean do you, do you guys? Yeah, how would you guys even go about that? Do you think you'd get like a like if you really wanted to do it? Would you get like a fund from like the university to do that, or would you guys have to just do it out of your own money? Well, we would sell it, so we would find a third party who produces the merch and then upsell it. Not like by like a subsi- like, but just enough to cover the cost and yeah. pay back and the thing. Any additional like money could go towards maybe a scholarship. Uh, w- merch fundraising for women in STEM scholarship. I feel like like a lot of people like high up in the university would definitely like like listen and like take on your ideas. Like these are really good ideas, guys. Like wow. I would definitely see. I mean, obviously you guys are very busy, uh, but you guys should definitely think about you know seeing if there's like people that can help you like yeah. make these make these things happen. It's, they're good ideas. Never too busy for women in STEM. Never too busy. Hmm. Well, I was gonna ask about like you know like being busy and stuff because you guys seem like you guys are really busy and taking on something like this like something that's probably very time draining I'm, I'm assuming like how do you guys fit this into your your schedule like well, I think first off is because like I literally I like I love doing women in STEM work just because it's something I'm passionate about so I don't ever like feel like oh I don't want to do this but also it's like a good way of procrastinating actual essay work or like academic work uh, without feeling like you're being unproductive. So mm-hmm. I'll have, yeah, I'll just, if I don't feel like doing my essay or whatever or my lab report, then I'll just do woman in STEM work instead. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything is just a balance. And I think like contributing to something that could have a positive impact in the community. Like also I feel like, we have our committee too. They do a lot of our work. Who's on your committee? Do I know anyone on your committee? Uh, uh, maybe we can go with everyone. Uh, sure. I don't think you do, actually. Yeah. But it never feels like work. Like, because I feel like everyone's friends and it's just like very low key. Yeah. It's a good environment, definitely. That's yeah. cute. 
That's nice. And like me and Lottie are kind of friends, so it just works out. Kind of friends. <laughs> oh, it's a little, yeah. a little bit of beef. Oh yeah. my god. Are you trying to are you trying to take the spot as the president? I could never. Oh my god. It's gonna be like usurping. I just have to like pretend to be friends for a long time. Are you eyeing up the next uh, president already, Lottie? Have you got your successor? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. See about that. <laughs> Because, yeah, like, I mean, what, we're in second year right now. I can't believe we're in second year. Like, we're almost at the end of second year. It's wild. Close into, like, fourth year. I have, like, one assignment left before honours. Or, like, two, maybe three, but... (laughs) So you have, like, what, like, a year and a half to think of who's going to be your successor. To be fair, technically, I could be voted out of office at any point. Well, can you? Are you guys got, like, a sort of... Yeah, we have a constitution, and it was very important to us that... We have people on committee who want to be on committee and who want to put in the time and the effort. Um, so there is a clause in our constitution that if someone's not doing their job, then they can be voted out of committee. That applies yeah. to me and Sophia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so technically, you could get rid of me in some kind of way. Yeah, I could campaign against you. I could be like, Lottie does not do her job. Like, So did you guys go through like a sort of like... Uh, application process or like interview process like i'm picturing like a oh. judge panel no. a stage oh, no. like no 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 we didn't we didn't pick we had a we had a fair and anonymous um ballot like a egm so me and lottie had the same voting power as any member of women in stem society mm-hmm. yeah. we're just we're democratically elected i suppose yeah. well actually no we're actually the only two non Elected committee member. Oh, oh yeah, because in order to affiliate, you need to kind of name the vice, pre- the president, and the treasurer. Yeah. So we kind of already assigned roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's kind of legal within the yeah. union realms. So, but at any point, people could be, people could the the committee could vote against us. Yeah. yeah. I um. hope they don't if they listen to this. Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm trying to think what I would if I was to start a society, what it would be. I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't be anywhere near as important as a women in STEM society. So I'd probably like, because I remember I remember you talking to me and you were saying like, some of the societies are so like, like are so silly and it'd be like it'd be so Don't difficult to like. I'm not gonna quote you, but like it must it must be kind of difficult to like maintain enthusiasm for like kind of what was made as essentially a joke, if that makes sense. You know, yeah, I think it's just that if, because with women in STEM, like the purpose is so crystal clear to me that that's kind of what keeps me going. Yeah. All, like the process of affiliation, which is like a big process. So I was, I thought it was kind of funny that there's like societies that go through all this for like a little laugh. Mm. Yeah. I guess it really helps because like the society is like so closely connected to what you actually study as well. Yeah. So like, you know, like it's. Maybe it's it doesn't seem like you're adding on too much effort. It just seems like you're kind of sort of yeah. just staying in that bubble of like STEM work. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does tie in nicely. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. es- especially because I think both of us want to continue in our studies after this. So it's like, um, I don't know. It's yeah, I it's feel like we're also of kind of advocating for our own future. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just trying to get the get the skills. When did you guys like? Hold on. When did you guys know that you wanted to be like in the subject that you're in? So I'm curious about this. 
Are you, have you? Are you guys been? Have, have you guys been? Long, I have a long journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I think I actually something. So I actually was a. I was. I went to a different university before this in America for oh, one really? semester, and I studied IR. How old are you? I'm. I'm like twenty. I took like. <laughs> imagine it like one gap year, but instead of like. Do like gap year, I instead like <laughs> went to school like so went to uni somewhere else, and then like worked. And then yeah. Came here eventually, but then. Um, when did I actually listen to a podcast by by from NPR called um, Two Heartbeats a Minute, and it's a really beautiful podcast. And I was like, wow, I love environmental science. Yeah. And now I don't even study. Well, I guess I, I low key study environmental science, but I mainly do geology. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a very similar story in that my whole, all throughout high school I thought I was going to study history. Like I was the biggest history nerd. Um, and then I decided, hmm, actually, because it was COVID, so I couldn't really travel during my gap year. So instead, I just enrolled at university in Berlin, and I decided I'm going to try anything that's not history to see if I like it, and if not, I'm just going to study history. So I randomly chose psychology. Um, I got in, and I just had this really, really great lecture series on neurobiology, which I thought was fucking fascinating. Um, and then I also, like, read some books on neuroscience and neuropsychology um, by Oliver Sacks, for example. Um, and yeah, I just work a bit and I applied here. Initially yeah. I thought about applying for history, but then I just decided, oh, I love neuroscience and I've stuck with it and I do still love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of, we do have a kind yeah. of, we have a similar humanities to STEM path. Yeah. I'm like, I never expected that you you would have done history at all. No, I, also, I took ancient history and modern history in my first year as my extra. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, c- did you do it with uh, Martin Hansen then? Because they did modern history, right? Yeah, I did modern history my second semester. Right. Yeah. Oh, that must be so cool. I didn't realize. It was fun, but also I was kind of happy to then just drop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of history into then? Um... I I thought I was into ancient history, but that turns out not to be the case. Um, I really enjoy the like nineteen eighteen like post World War One period in Germany because there was a lot of like social change and just yeah. Um, there was also a lot of potential to go in a very different direction than Germany ended up going, um, which is very interesting to explore. So I think that's kind of my like the thing I'm most interested in, in history. Mm-hmm. Just sort of like early twentieth century, like Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I I quite like like parts of history. We only learn about like Scottish parts of history in, in in primary school and high school. So like the Scottish Wars of Independence, William Wallace, and all that. We didn't get to watch Braveheart, which sucked because it was like yeah. kind of gory. Um, but then we, I remember that like I I was really interested in like quite a lot of the. Uh, the Scottish, like, Wars of Independence. But then I really got into, like, me and my mum were obsessed with a show called Deutschland 83, which is uh, which is about, like, East and West Germany. And yeah. my mum is, like, really, like, interested in, because, it's, like, she lived through that. Like, she wasn't, she, was, she wasn't in Germany or anything, but she just finds it so crazy that it wasn't as documented. Uh, like, it wasn't very well documented in, in the UK. And she was a teenager growing up. And she can only imagine, like, what it must have been like for people her age and, and mm-hmm. like, parts of Germany at the time. And uh, so she took a trip. She took us all. We did, we, did, we usually do this, like, pin in the map thing. If 
if we uh, we go on holiday in Europe and we do like a little pin in the map to see where we go. That's so fun. Yeah. Oh. But it was totally rigged because she really wanted to go to Berlin and she <laughs> went, oh my God, we're going to Berlin, guys. <laughs> so we went to Berlin and I think 2019 as well. Oh and God. didn't we didn't we say that like you were working in a, in, a, in a chocolate shop that I went into? And this was before we no, knew each I, other. I wasn't working in that chocolate shop. I was working like the street like down from that in Asher Research Institute. Um, but yeah, it was very close. And it's kind of funny to think about that you were there while I was there. That's crazy because it was... It was October time. It was October 2019. So I don't know what you would have been doing at that time. But you guys could have passed in the street. Can you imagine? Oh my God. That would have been you so never weird. would have known. And I always say like Berlin was one of my favorite places that I've been to. I think up there with um, with Copenhagen. I really liked mm. Copenhagen. I've heard good things about Copenhagen. Yeah. We, uh, we had like a, like there was like a Lego. Because obviously like in Copenhagen, it's, like Lego's huge. So Obviously. there was there. <laughs> How could it not be? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and uh, we d- we did like a um, like a, a, a building thing. It was like for an hour, and all the kids came and we like we started building, and they gave us tons of Lego bricks, and it was like a competition, and it was so funny because me and my brother thought we were kind of good at like building Legos and stuff, but against these kids from Copenhagen, we had we were so bad. Like these kids were making like. The most insane like, like architecture like I've ever seen. I mean, my brother just made like a little house with like a roof, and it like fell down. We're like, oh. Yeah, humble. We were so humble. The Danish children. We were so humble. The children of Copenhagen. Because because in like Lego's from Denmark, so oh. I have a feeling they're like, okay, maybe I should have given that <laughs> that context. I do feel like I was in like a Lego land in Denmark at some point in my life, but it's a very weird, random memory. Mm. I've never been to Denmark, and I've only been to Germany for five minutes. Because I was. Come to Berlin. Yeah. Friends, I am from Berlin. I would love to. Oh yeah! Did you say where you're from? Oh, I'm from. I should have asked you guys that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Long Island in New York. Long so Island. Like Non-New York City, New York. Is that where Pete Davidson's from? It just, it may be. I, people always ask me this, but I don't know if it's true or false. So I just, I'm going to claim Pete though right now. Yeah. Like, was, is there beef between New York and New Jersey? No, it's just that New, New, New York is like a great state and then there's New Jersey. So I don't think it's beef. It's just like. I feel it, like I'm getting this. I feel like I'm yeah. getting this from friends. I don't know why. No, I'm no, no, you're, them. no, you're like, there, there can't be beef because like beef yeah. offers some comparison that maybe like there's no dispute there's no dispute there's no beef it's just objective truth mm-hmm. do you guys have like a place you want to go or yet you haven't visited yet you want to go i really want to go to new zealand oh i want to go to new zealand yeah there's so oh, there's so many places um i think new zealand yeah is number one just because it's it's great it like it has mountains but i also have the coast <laughs> It has great landscapes. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. It just sounds great. It's amazing. We do women in STEM <laughs> trip to New Zealand. We're getting, we're, oh we God. have so many plans. We just like. kind of read everything that we did together as like women in STEM. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys have like? I mean, because it seems like you guys have definitely got like tons of like really cool ideas that I think you should definitely pursue with. But is there any like kind of short term 
Like, what's what's the sort of like short term goal? I mean, maybe in like the end of the semester, what what do you guys want uh, the society to do or to have gained or affiliation? <laughs> yeah. We really want to affiliate. We we really yeah. really want to yes, affiliate. Please. So badly. Wait, so so go go over affiliation one more time. It's just like it 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 gives you kind of like association with the university. Is that yeah? So, so what's the benefits that that brings? You can book union space. So right now, if we want to host a meeting, like we can't book a room in the union. Shit. And you can apply for funding. Apply for funding. So um, like, it just it just allows you to do so, some so a lot of soci- some societies choose not to affiliate. It and does come with some rules. It comes with rules and regulations but i think because we're such a a closely academic society i think affiliation would be in our best interest of course like um, i mean in all honesty i'm kind of surprised that it's taken this long i mean no shots no shots being fired at all but um it's like if you think about it surely like every other society didn't have to wait this long like because if you're waiting like what that's almost what like a full semester for a uh, full year yeah we're still trying to figure it out with the bank account and stuff but um we'll get there yeah we are we are hopeful for the future um but aside from affiliation i think we're really excited about our two panels this semester because oh yeah talk to me more about the two panels well on march 10th which is friday yeah that's this friday 6 p.m at, in the arts building the arts lecture theater i think it is um, oh wait! Is it like is this this Friday? This Friday. Yeah, everybody should turn. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll have five amazing speakers on, and they come from very different um, STEM subjects. I think we have chemistry, psychology, um, physics, and also earth Earth sciences, (laughs) which this year is incredibly excited about. Um, And yeah, they're just gonna essentially be there to kind of talk about their journey into STEM and their PhD journey, and then answer literally any audience questions Mm -hmm. they may have. Because I feel like just like doing a PhD is such a mystery to a lot of people, and it's like it's such a unique thing that just kind of gaining that insight and talking to people who have been through the process of currently doing doing it, Mm -hmm. um, it's just very helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's interesting you say that like. Do you think you're at a stage, well, because obviously you've talked about you'd want to go into high schools and stuff, like, w- how would you, like, if, if there was, you know, like, young girls in high school thinking about taking a career in uh, in STEM, and maybe they were even thinking, like, neuroscience or science or whatever, how would you kind of, not advertise, but how would you kind of explain uh, the course and, like, what, just all, all everything to do with, uh, neuroscience. How would you advertise it to them? How would you present it to them? It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You should do it. It's so fun. <laughs> I generally do love neuroscience because the brain to me is just—it's such a mystery still. That even though, like, I think it's like that we only know like twenty percent of what the brain actually is doing, and slowly we're getting like the technologies now that are going to be helpful to further investigate the brain. But it's a very—it's a very new science as well. And the tools to actually properly investigate it are just now being developed. Um, so I think, just think about it. Like neuroscience is kind of the science of understanding how we perceive things, how we generate thoughts, actions, sleep, anything that is your reality. And our reality is subjective. Like everyone is experiencing a different reality based on what their brain essentially is producing, which I think it's just fascinating getting to the root of that. 
I, I just I don't think there's to me at least there's nothing more fascinating mm-hmm. than understanding that. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess same question to you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it's gonna be pretty difficult to talk. That yeah, was, that that was, was so good. well. You know, if you like rock, no, <laughs> you know rocks. Um, no, um, earth science. I, I mean, I love earth science because we get to do a lot of field work. So I feel like a lot of some of the other sciences, like chem and like neuroscience, might be more confined to the lab. But earth science, like, is like you can you can end up in careers that spend like eighty to ninety percent outside time and like. It is as much as I think it's it it's a curiosity in the same way as neuroscience is like understanding the world around you. But then instead of understanding how you're under like how people are perceiving it, it's just understanding how like the Earth system functions. And like I think it's it can be really exciting to be able to like understand like the um, environments that we live in and how things change over time and. I don't know. I, I honestly, I just like being outside. I like rocks. So, like, you know, can't really top the the really, like, poetic neuroscience answer. Mm-hmm. But if you, I don't know. Okay. So, I'm, like, okay, ozone layer. We, that was our lecture today, actually. Really? Yeah. Do tell. Do, do tell about yeah. it. Well, because well, the thing is, like, with, like, an, an environmental, I don't even know like environmental the, science, yeah. Just like with, you know, like being nice to the environment and stuff. Like I hear all these like kind of words thrown around, like ozone layer, like carbon, yeah, and stuff. So I'm not grasping it. So Earth has an atmosphere, mm-hmm. which is like a collection of gases that are held to Earth by our gravity, like mm-hmm. the gravitational force of Earth, because everything's attracted. And so ozone's referring to referring to. A, like a collective layer of O3, so oxygen with a subscript three, mm-hmm. and it, like, in like it protects organisms on Earth from UV rays by deflecting them. This is a lot of pressure, <laughs> um, <laughs> but in the in the like fifties uh, to like nineties area era, like the mid to late like twentieth century, people started making hair products and refrigerators with something in it called a chlorofluorocarbon, which destroys ozone. And so, especially around the poles, the South, the South Pole, especially in the Antarctica region, we're getting areas in the atmosphere with no ozone. And then wow, there's, there's a layer of ozone that if it gets so small, people in, like, southern Argentina were being advised to not go outside in the middle of the day because of the really high rate of getting – high risk of getting a melanoma. But luckily – Ozone layer protection has been some of the most successful environmental protection on an international level ever seen, which wow. is not comparable to, um, you know, the big carbon, the big carbon word. But this is officially also an educating podcast. This is officially <laughs> educating, and I don't, I don't. It's always been an educating podcast. This so is it's not, like... not sponsored by um, correct information. <laughs> um, do you want the carbon too? i was gonna i was gonna say no like but of course like you guys are here to teach me stuff yeah i i started this with the idea that like there is so many people in this university with like completely different experiences like completely different areas of expertise i'm coming to a place where like i could learn so much from so many different people and uh 
you know, like let's let's kind of just use the uh, the kind of inferiority syndrome or whatever you want to call it to you know give it some use and literally just admit that I don't know everything or don't know anything. Bring people in to tell me stuff. So this is exactly what yeah. uh, <laughs> what you know. Let me talk is all about. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. I've. I've learned so much random shit. Like, I think because it was so funny how we went from like, um, we went from like really politics heavy base. Like, uh, we did like the Scottish independent stuff to then just like Formula One. Yeah, it was like, it's like I don't, I don't know a wide range of stuff, guys. It's very fun to like just learn about things that you know is completely new to you. Yeah, I think it's, it's really cool because everyone in Saint Andrews is pretty smart, and they. Mostly know things about stuff. Mm. You can also learn that. Because yeah. I usually ask people like my my question, like if I'm I, I usually scout out who I want to have on the show, like and if they if they answer the questions like, I like if they answer questions I ask them like in a specific way I'm like yeah you definitely be on the show. So yeah. like I usually ask someone like if you could talk about something like forever, like what could it be? Or like, if you could talk about something and just like just keep going, what, what would it be? Whales. Whales. <laughs> I love whales. <laughs> what? What about whales? Wait, hold on. Yeah, you. you got... oh, mine would be neuroscience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like I I had like I've had so many weird ones. Like Kip, uh, I'm gonna yeah shout out Kip. I think he said horses. We just oh, talk about okay. horses for ages. And like, uh, my my friend Oscar said that he could talk about the internet. Just like, like how it's changed, like everything. It's like, oh, it could be interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, I might, I might take Oscar over Kip. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you talk about? What I talk about? Um, I don't know. I think, I think I could talk about film for a while. It's good. But I always have the fear that there's people that know way more than me. Yeah. You know, so I always hate the, the, the idea that. I'm giving a strong opinion that could be so easily debunked by someone that knows more than me. I mean, to be fair, but with film, isn't it all about having different opinions? Yeah. They can argue against it, but... It's true. I do hate when people say, have you seen this film? And I haven't seen it. Ooh. And, like, and, I, and, I, and when I say no, like, I can see the, the sort of, like, the the win in their in their face being like ahaha he hasn't seen it you know have, have so, you seen Arrival uh, yes I have I, that's like one of my favorite movies I found it kind of boring <laughs> no I haven't seen it. You, it was a very interesting way to uh, well, like show aliens yeah it's it's very it's I think it it comes across as slow to some yeah, viewers but I think it's very I don't know I I can I can see why you would think it was boring though. I can appreciate that. Because it was like, it was like Oscar, like it was in and around the Oscars as well, I think. Yeah. So I was expecting it to be, I mean, I feel like with Oscar movies, there's like a certain like no, kind of structure with the films. It if you know flunked I mean. when they put it out in the theaters, like it completely flunked and then it ended up getting nominated and then they put it back in the theaters, I think. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, oh, this is so good. But I, I always liked it. Maybe it's a similar thing with like, like Space Odyssey, for example, like the fact that everyone thought it'd be like, oh, sci-fi, it's gonna be like Star Wars, and then like they realized it was sort of like more of like a, you know, like more yeah. abstract than that. Because it's kind of an alien movie, but it's mainly a conversation about time. Yeah, 
which it's, yeah, I guess it's just on the surface. It's like a uh, an, an alien movie, but the real like the spine of it is not completely yeah. different. It's like my dad always tells me when he was young, he went to see Space Odyssey, um, mm. two thousand one, and his parents took him to see it, and they thought it was going to be like Star Wars. And my dad's like four or five years old at this point, and they're sitting watching like 2001 A Space Odyssey, being like, what the hell is even going on right now? Where's all the lasers and shooting? Why am yeah. I just watching someone like just run up a wall for like two hours? <laughs> like, So I, I remember that being so funny when my dad told me about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We have four minutes left. I think we can play another song. I have... Okay, what what were we thinking, guys? I have High School Musical. We're all in this together from last year. Yes. From from last from last week. Is that an immediate yes, guys? Yeah. Do we want to? Hear? Yeah, I feel like I feel like that would be good. Okay. Uh, is there any anything you guys would like to shout out or um, talk about before we go? Yes, I think again the postcard panel on March tenth. We are also planning, uh, essentially, we're just calling it a professor panel, but we're trying, it's on gender equality in physics and maths. We're thinking about maybe extending it to other subjects as well. Um, that's going to be on April 14th, um, and then we will be hosting a pub quiz, most likely on March 8th, which is International Women's Day, but it might be... Um, pushed another date but yeah just check out socials which are womaninstem.sock on instagram and yeah for any updates yeah get it followed guys yeah it's fantastic i'm sure they deliver great content truly our social media reps are very talented on campus <laughs> you guys should do like polls and stuff yeah well we're gonna we're gonna have a q a section before our panel on um friday so keep an eye out if you anybody wants to submit questions yeah. Um, so you don't have to like raise your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, that's a it's a very good idea to do a like if you guys can figure out how to get a podcast like if you like a woman STEM like, podcast, podcast. Yeah. you guys can just branch out have your monopoly. Yeah, <laughs> me, me, me and Patty are slowly gonna take over with our ambition. <laughs> You're gonna take yeah. over St Andrews. I know you are. Yeah. I mean, if any women in STEM are listening and want to be part of the society, like yeah, yeah oh, please. Also. Yeah, everybody's so welcome. I actually think I actually think we're a very welcoming society. Oh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> no, but you know, like I don't think it's like a because it's very new. Everybody is 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 the requirements women in STEM. No, no. And I mean, technically, if you want, if you like a film student, and want to send you pay membership, please. Um, but anyone's welcome. Uh, anyone. Uh, so, so a man in humanities could yeah, join yeah. the women. Yeah, do if you support women in STEM, yeah. then you should support women in STEM society. I, I think it's as simple as that. Okay. It was lovely to talk to you guys. I haven't seen you guys in a while, so this has been nice. Um, And we'll finish with some High School Musical. We're all in this together. Amazing. This has been Let Me Talk. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.